Well, hello there, Simon Dowling here, and welcome to Teaming with Possibility. Today, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's this. What are you addicted to? Now, hang on, before you freak out, the question's actually to you and your team. What is your team addicted to? Or more specifically, what are the patterns of behaviors, the things that you do, the things you hold on tightly to, sometimes perhaps without even realizing it? And when do those help you? When do they get in the way? This has been a really live question with a lot of teams I've been working with this year. Teams that are asking themselves, what do we want for ourselves in the year ahead? What do we want to be able to achieve? What kind of team do we want to become? And then those teams increasingly becoming open to a conversation about, well, to what extent do our habits serve us in that quest? And to what extent do they hinder us? To what extent do they serve us? And what extent do they hinder us? Of course, here we're talking all about habits as patterns of behavior. And it was James Clear, the author of this wonderful book, Atomic Habits. One of his quotes in that book, which I love, is you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And of course, there, what James Clear is really talking about is the extent to which our habits define what is possible and what we are able to achieve, regardless of what goals we set. So let's dive in and have a think about that. This is episode 12 of Teaming with Possibility. Great to have you back. If you've been here before, great to meet you. If this is your first time here, this is the podcast where we talk all about what can be achieved in teams and what that takes in practice. Whether you're a leader with a capital L, in other words, you're in a leadership role, or whether you're someone who is just fascinated in the potential of teams. This is all about how we harness the collective genius of those that you have assembled around you or that you are playing with. If uh, you've got any feedback, any thoughts about this episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at podcast at simondowling.com.au. And of course, as always, I ask you to leave a rating, a liking, a review, just something to say to the universe, oh, this episode, this podcast is worth listening to. And that way we get it in front of other people. Appreciate your help on that. So habits, addictions, I think sometimes the most interesting person to ask this question of is someone who is new to your team or perhaps is working with your team for a short period of time and a fascinating question can sometimes be if you had to describe the two or three habits or patterns of behavior that really defined the way we roll as a team, what would you point to for better or worse? The ones that help us, the ones that hinder us. Because there is nothing like a fresh pair of eyes to spot that kind of stuff. Because we become immersed in it. We become desensitized to it. We become acclimatized to these patterns of behavior. And of course, when we talk about the significance of habits and the extent to which they shape what we are able to achieve, that question could really be very much about the individual. Like each of us could talk about the habits that shape us. Like, for example, this morning, I couldn't sit down and start work on this podcast till I had made myself a coffee. I couldn't make myself a coffee until I'd been for my morning walk. I couldn't go for my morning walk until I'd done my 15 minutes of meditation. All of these habits which we form over time start to shape exactly who we are and how we roll. But in a team, there's something even more fascinating about this. And it's the way in which teams 
self-reinforced. There's this sort of self-reinforcing loop on our habits because it becomes our culture. It becomes a norm. And so as any kind of study on culture will show us, it's really hard to change and disrupt culture when that culture is already being shaped by the majority or the norm, the behavioral norm. Because we as human beings, being the social creatures we are, tend to adapt, notice those patterns and adapt to them really quickly, conform with them even, in order to fit in, in order to create security and safety for ourselves individually. It's what we do as humans. But of course, when that then comes into the context of a team that wants to be able to challenge its status quo, achieve great things, those patterns and those habits can become very limiting things indeed. So what are the things, I wonder, for you or your team that you might describe as habits or even addictions to start with? I mean, because before we even look at the behavior, you could look at what is it that we are addicted to at the real core of this? Is it that we're addicted to progress? Is it that we're addicted to um, achievement? Is it that we're addicted to speed? And I mean by that, pace? Is it that we're addicted to the deal, the thrill of the deal? Is it that we're addicted to solving stuff? Is it an addiction to how much we can take on and to be the busiest team in the business or in the industry? Is it celebration? Or perhaps on a different flavor, are we addicted to making each other feel good? Is it that we're addicted to Um, people having fun and smiling, that people feel happy and comfortable? Is it that we're addicted to the notion that um, we should be celebrating people's birthdays, we should be making sure people feel accepted and a strong sense of belonging? Now, of course, none of those things are negative things per se. None of them are addictions in the evil way. But all of them are likely to, once we understand those things, those things that we hold on so strongly to, as the things that we value, they're going to shape the behaviors. They're going to shape the way we roll. So if I reflect back on some of the teams that I've worked with most recently who have really relished this conversation about what are those core beliefs, what are those core values that we are not talking about necessarily, but it's pretty clear to us that we are hooked on them, that we struggle to do anything that somehow contravenes the importance or the sacredness of those things what might come up so some of the teams that i've been working with over the last few months some of the ones that have come up are we have a habit so if we start with identifying the habit what are the habits that serve us the habits that get in the way we have a habit of when we meet diving into and using as a point of reference our work in progress report or sort of a status report of all the stuff that we're doing, where things are up to, whether they're red, green or yellow, red being, you know, stuck, green meaning on track, yellow meaning it's at risk in some way. Or a similar one to that is we're addicted to reviewing results, how we're tracking against goals, how we're tracking against our milestones, which of course you might say in and of itself is probably a good habit to have. But what this team was saying is it's a habit to the point of what it's showing is an addiction to progress, an addiction to results, an addiction to everything having to be translated in terms of numbers. But that addiction comes at a cost. 
I'll talk about the cost in just a second, but then there's another team that I was working with that was saying, we have an addiction to or a habit. I was asking them, what are the habits that serve you, the habits that get in the way? And one of the habits that they identified that can both serve us and get in the way is that we have a habit of focusing on the positive. And I asked, what does that habit represent kind of an addiction to? Like, is there something that sits at the heart of that, something that you really value that you would be worried about losing or letting go of? And the thing that they talked about in that context was uh, we have an addiction to things being rosy, things being positive. We want people to feel good. We want people to be smiling. We are um, scared of, that's the other flip side of this, we are scared of a um, people sulking or being down in the dumps or demotivated. So engagement, morale, positivity, all of these things are the core value that we are really hooked on that sits at the heart of this habit. Uh, another team talked about something similar, which said we have a habit of making a lot of jokes when we get together. And that serves us because it keeps us playful. It keeps us um, having fun. It creates a sense of um, positive energy again in the room. But what is it that we're addicted to in the process? There's an addiction to being liked. There's an addiction to um, making sure things never get too heavy or too serious, that there's no downers in a conversation. So starting to understand what are those habits that we have and what do they tell us we're addicted to or what are the hooks that sit at the heart of that is a really powerful conversation for a team. Because if you think of all those examples, I guess the obvious then question to come back to is what they might might serve us to varying degrees in different situations, they also come at a cost. And if you think of those three different examples, some of the costs that the team might talk about are, well, the cost here is that we don't really dive deeply into understanding problems and understanding what we can learn from them and thinking at a more systems level about what's going on. So if we're simply focused on and our habit is to focus on where we are in terms of progress, results, then what tends to happen is we've just moved straight into solving mode. We're all seeking to just fix each other's problems quickly so that we can get on and keep achieving. But what then flows from that is a realization that often we don't uh, really understand the problem that we're trying to solve in the first place. So that's a great example of the cost of a habit that might serve us at times, But if we hold too closely to it because it's actually serving some sort of core addiction, then we're missing out on another opportunity again. So, uh, you know, you take the example then of, you know, what is the cost of keeping things positive and rosy all the time? The cost of that is we don't really dive in and challenge each other. We don't give each other feedback. We don't have the honest conversations about how we're tracking progress, performance, whether we've got the right people in the right roles, resourcing. We find it really hard to do that. But if you were to raise that with us, then chances are someone would crack a joke about it to make light of the matter. But it's a habit. It's a pattern. It's a deep-seated addiction. doesn't always serve us. Serve us. So what do we do in order to break habits such as that? So I think the first question is to, to or the first thought on this is to honor some of these core needs that sit at the heart of the habits. Like if you have 
a habit of being positive and upbeat all the time. Celebrate the fact that you're a team who values morale, who values engagement, who values energy, who values looking after each other, making sure that we're, we're all okay. That is an awesome thing. And we need to supplement that. We need to complement that with another value, another thing that's important. And so honoring that as a starting point gives it the space that it needs, gives it the place that it needs at the table with you and your team. Now the next question becomes, and what else do we seek to be as a team? What else do we seek to become as a team? What else, what, how else would we describe the kind of team that we want to be? And I think that kind of question about the kind of team we want to be is a really important one. If I come back again to James Clear, one of the things he reflects on in Atomic Habits and what I love about this book so much is that habits in their truest sense aren't really about achieving particular outcomes and goals. I mean, that might be what they help to serve. But fundamentally, habits, particularly the ones we stick to, are the ones that reflect a sense of who we are, our identity. And that's true whether we're an individual or a team. There's a there's another great quote I love from Atomic Habits where he says, every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. Every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. And you could substitute their person for team. Every action we take as a team is a vote for the kind of team we seek to become. So that brings us back to this really important question. What kind of team do we really want to be? What do we want to be known for? How do we want to experience ourselves? So if that conversation gives rise to we want to be a team who is innovative or we want to be a a team who thinks differently or a team who challenges the status quo or a team who is bold in its thinking. These sorts of identity statements then allow you to break those down and say, well, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? What, What does it look like to others? And then fundamentally, what are the core habits or patterns of behavior that will support that as an outcome? So if we want to be bold, what are the patterns of behavior that are likely to support that. So a team might say, well, one of the things is we're going to have to be regularly asking the question, how could we do this differently? Or we're going to need to regularly um, ask ourselves what's possible. Or we need to spend time saying that's the current, that's the status quo, that's the current way of doing things. What's a different way of going about it? Another habit is we're going to need to spend time talking about and looking at what different industries are doing and how those industries, we might learn from those. So once you start to identify those patterns, you then say, okay, so that's, let's now pick one, maybe two of those over the next 90 days and really focus in on zero right in on how do we build that as a pattern, as a behavior that we are all committed to. And over time, if we start now with the pattern, the habit, the regularity, the familiarity, which might require some training. It might require a framework. It might require some agreed language. It might require acknowledgement that first up, this is going to feel clunky and awkward because it's different. It's new. It's unusual. Some of us are going to have to hold on to some agreed language to use for this. So when we said as a team, we need to ask ourselves, what's a different way of going about this? Don't smirk when people in the team next time we've got a team meeting say okay so what's a different way of going about this 
It'd be easy at that point to go, oh, you learnt that from a training course. Of course they did. We're trying to form a new pattern. So giving people that generous support and saying, oh, I love that you went for the question. I love that you took that. Because we collectively are trying to build that as a pattern. Once we do that for 60, 90 days, maybe we step back and we say, so how's this feeling? Is it helping us? Is it leading to anything different? But also just how is it feeling? Like the, the choice of words in that question is, is important, right? It's not what are we achieving first. It's is this feeling good? Because if at the beginning of all of this, we said we want to be a team who is bold, who is known for challenging and doing things differently or for being innovative or being supportive or being deep thinkers, is it feeling like we're closer to that? And if it is, we're likely to start to become addicted to that because now that pattern of behavior, that question that we've been asking every meeting is starting to become a vote for the team we wish to become. And that vote becomes a proof point and that proof point becomes a dopamine hit and the dopamine hit becomes thoroughly addictive. And now we have a new habit, a new addiction that serves the kind of team we wish to become. It's all about identity. Habits. I don't know if through all of this you perhaps were thinking of that song, Bad Habits. Remember that song? Billy Field. I looked it up before. 1981. Bad Habits. Can't help myself. Bad Habits. Underrated song. I was surprised it was only 1981. If, of course, you're thinking... What is this old geezer talking about? You could be thinking of a more recent Bad Habits song, Ed Sheeran. Um, but either way, that should be a soundtrack at this point. Maybe you should switch that song on next time you've got a team meeting and say, hey, I was listening to a podcast and it asked this question about what are our habits, our patterns of behavior? Which are the ones that serve us? Which are the ones that don't? And what do they tell us we're addicted to at its core? And let's do a bit of a habit stock take habit audit particularly cool if there's someone new in your team if you invite them to have a think about that and make some challenging observations so there you go some perhaps work for you and your team to do have a bit of fun with it Um, but maybe you even start with yourself and if you want to do more reading on this topic i reckon when it comes to habits you just cannot go past james clear's book there are endless quotes in this book that i could keep showering you with but i won't because perhaps the better thing to do would be to have a read of it or a listen to it if you're an audio book fan or check out the many podcasts that james clear has been a guest on um That is it for me. This is episode 12, Teaming with Possibility. As always, a delight to spend some time with you and more importantly, to actually spend some time thinking about these themes that have been emerging in the work that I've been doing over the last few months, which is always a gift. So thank you. Um, I shall see you next time. Take care. Until then, bye.